If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. last Tuesday of November to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 30th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on Twilight Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. Aaron, how are you feeling? Um, I'm on the uh, I'm on the injured list today. I do not feel well, but uh, luckily for you and for all of us, uh, we don't have to be in the same room to work together, so I don't have. I'm not going to get you sick, but I'm uh I'm day to day. I'm powering through. Let's call it that. Oh, I'm day to day. I'm dead. That's funny. Um, <laughs> this segment is presented by Pick'emWars.com. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. Go to www.pickemwars.com slash fly to support the show. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. We are flying here on the AM Drive bright and early. I know Aaron, like he said, is powering through this segment. Today, or this whole show. Mm-hmm. Today, show we will be discussing... Monday Night Football, a little bit of a recap of that. Not much to talk about there, but MLB Rangers using the full swing. Hey, <laughs> better, better. We'll also have Captain Lou to talk about Michigan sports, all the ups and downs and highs and lows. It's a roller coaster in Michigan right now. In the third segment, we'll talk about our top five teams in both college and NFL. What's our final playoff rankings? Plus, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. Boy, did they move town. They just got up and left. <laughs> and then the final segment, we'll talk about the match. Wait, that actually happened? Yes, it did. Oh, yes. And then some puck talk because Aaron likes hockey. All right, let's get into it. Um, Monday Night Football Review here. Washington football team edged the Seattle Seahawks 17-15. to 15. I'll be honest, I watched a little bit of this game. I didn't see the ending, didn't care to. But my boy Taylor Heineke... And the Washington football team won, and there was our defense that stood up late with the two-point conversion that failed for Seattle. Aaron, any quick thoughts on this game? And I don't want to talk too much today, but just give me a little side notes here. No, yeah, actually, I did watch this game uh, sprinkled in with a little bit of hockey last night, and um, same. Uh, it was it was tough to watch. I uh, it was bad football all the way around, and. You know, the announcers talked about, I mean, at one point in the sequence, I think six straight drives in a row, Seattle went three and out. I mean, that's just oh. not going to get it done. But the, by the same token, they were in the game right at the end. I mean, yeah. Washington did themselves no favor, you know, try to take control of this game. Um, they lost their kicker early in the, uh, I believe, second quarter uh, after the blocked two-point conversion attempt on uh, Washington's first touchdown. But you don't I didn't see know they lost their kicker after that. Also, was the end of that play. I didn't really see what happened afterwards. Interesting. Yeah, he looked like he – something with his hammy. Looked like he messed up his hamstring. And wow. a couple times they got into Seattle territory and couldn't kick a field goal. So Riverboat Ron had to ultimately go for it on fourth uh, a few times, including the last drive uh, – well, the last official drive where they ran plays that uh, – they went for it on fourth. There was a controversial catch, no catch. A lot of people thought it was a catch. I think it was the right call uh, on the field, but it ended up not being a touchdown, and, and Russell Wilson proved that he still got it sometimes and led them all the way back down to the uh, touchdown, missed the two-point conversion, which was quite unfortunate. So uh, you get the victory, uh, I guess, based on the technicality here because not only did Seattle not get the two-point conversion – they then attempted an onside kick and recovered it, but was were flagged for illegal formation. Good Lord. I can't keep up with all the crap the NFL changes anymore. 
Um, a few stuff to break down from this game. DK Metcalf, there's memes floating around. NFL memes does a great job just getting throwing shade at everybody. I'll make sure this one where Russell Wilson had DK Metcalf wide open, and they said, um, I wonder if DK Metcalf's dad is going to break down some tape after this game. <laughs> they also showed how Russell Wilson, um, they showed like a mugshot of Tiger Woods and says how Russell Wilson has played this year. <laughs> I just – I don't know what Russell Wilson's thing is. I know that, yeah, they went six straight three and outs, and he may have let a, a comeback late. But people like to blame Pete Carroll, and rightfully so. But Russell Wilson has stunk up the joint his entire career after week five. I've never understood it. Unless he has the Legion of Boom for two years, Russell Wilson becomes an above-average quarterback, and I don't understand it. Well, if Tyler Lockett's not breaking open 40 yards down the field, what is Russell Wilson doing? Beating NFC West opponents every, like, half the time? I just don't know what we're getting with him anymore. Maybe he needs a run game. Maybe he needs a better defense. But he's not the same quarterback I think people once thought that he was. And even maybe I thought that he was. I don't know what's wrong with him anymore. Well, I don't know if I can necessarily agree with that. I I think a younger Russell Wilson was able to – um, cope for a lot of inefficiencies in teams. He's coming off of a contentious offseason with the coaching staff, with the front office. He almost was traded that we believe he was almost traded. We think he's a strong possibility he might get traded in this offseason. There's already rumors swirling around that he's going to be traded to the Giants. So good luck, Daniel Jones, in that spot. Um, on top of that, he's coming off a significant finger injury. The first missed games of his career – yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. He has no running game, no no even semblance of a running game. Um, the not targeting DK Metcalf. I, I won't try to get involved in what the offense's you know mindset is, but that's that's a recipe for disaster. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and um, you know. But Tyler Lockett had a pretty good game, so it's it's hard to really say he's not getting the offense involved. It's just there isn't much of an offense to get involved. You know, you have. Um, Russell Wilson, two carries, 16 yards, leading scorer. The rest of it's 10 carries for 18 yards. It's just it's just not going to do it there. I mean, you know, Gerald Everett looks like a little breath of fresh air, I can tell you that. But a tight end is not going to get it done for you. Tight end's getting it done for me and Madden. I don't know what Madden 20 had the rating on for this guy, but um, I've got Gerald Everett almost breaking the single-season receptions record. So that was kind of cool. Those side hit. I played video games, people. Okay, I'm sorry. Why don't you turn the difficulty up a little bit? Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on now. Let's talk some baseball frenzy because I think that's enough beating that game to pieces. Um, Max Scherzer and Sony Marte to the to the Mets, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to the Rangers, Robbie Ray to the Mariners. Um, and you had a funny tweet last night on our page. AM Drive TV about the Mets. Like, I, I'm, the Mets are just going to go now one in a – they're going to win so many games one to nothing next year. And it's so – great joke by you, by the way. Your social media game is getting so much better. I'm so proud of you. I think I might have messed up because I, I meant to put how many one nothing losses are they going to have because they're not going to score any um, runs. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If, you may have put wins. I have to look I have to look back at it here now. So uh, Look let's back see. at it, she said. Yeah, where are we at here? I got to go back. This is riveting. Yeah, how many 1-0 losses are the Mets going to have next year with DeGrom and Max Scherzer? I mean, I, uh, Max Scherzer still has got it. I mean, he's got it. My point being is that he, they are. They're, Scherzer and DeGrom are going to ball out, and they're going to score zero runs. And that's what happened with DeGrom all year. You know, the guy gives up 1-0, goes out of the game, no decision, loss. You know, it's just it's, – It's so bad. I feel sorry for that guy. I do like the Starling Marte um, uh, signing here in this spot. Good little off- outfielder. You know, uh, who was the guy who was there? Uh, it was Javi Baez. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of replaced that bat in the lineup. I, I, I dig it for me personally. So um, the notable, you know, couple of names on here, obviously Seager getting $325 million over 10 years. Simeon getting a ten-year, uh, excuse me, a seven-year deal for just to, to also just it's a pretty good little middle infield right there. Um, I guess Freddie Freeman might have to finish that infield up a little bit there, huh? 
That would be an interesting spot here. I, You know, the Rangers have always been kind of that, hey, we go collect a big paycheck here, but we never really do anything. But good Lord, you put those three bats in the lineup, if they play like they did last year, like the Rangers could be a sneaky good team. The AL West is definitely gettable. I mean, the, the Angels. <laughs> well, the Astros are good, but I think they're gettable. There's still a lot going on. You know, Chris Bryant, um, like you said, Freddie Freeman, Nick Castellanos. And then obviously the big name that everybody's talking about is um, Carlos Correa. They're not going to obviously move on Carlos Correa, but there is you know still a lot of big names out there. Anthony Rizzo. Would you rather have Anthony Rizzo or Freddie Freeman? I mean, I think it's Freddie Freeman, but Anthony Rizzo is not a bad you know one B option. Oh, I mean, Freddie Freeman's overliable. Um, Raleigh Ray to the Mariners. Any quick thoughts here? Yeah, Cy Young winner going to the Mariners. You know, they were surprisingly good last year. This could, you know, having a serviceable number one starter um, really could push them into playoff contention if they can build on last year's quote-unquote success. Fair enough. It is the last day in the last Tuesday, for that matter, of November. That was the first segment presented by pickamores.com slash fly. When we come back, well, when I come back, Aaron's got to take a little break, guys. He knows Captain Lou. Captain Lou knows him. But I'm going to pick Captain Lou's brain when we come back about Javier Baez. He's already chirping in the chat, so we're going to see what he feels about that. We're talking about the high of Michigan Wolverines and the low of the Detroit Lions, and it is pretty low. We'll talk about that on the other side of the AM Drive on 12 Sports. Don't go anywhere. Sports, do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 ounce sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything.
and welcome back here to the AM Drive on Well on Sports again, folks. Aaron is not with us; he's feeling under the weather, so he'll be on break for this segment. Um, just wanted to give him a shout out, and it's okay because he knows Lou. We all know Lou, but Lou's here for you guys, not just me and Aaron. Okay, this segment is presented by Fanatics, and I'm sure Lou's a fanatic, aren't we all? Fanatics of sports. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F. Every team, every league, and daily freaking deals. You cannot beat it, but what you can beat is going to the official website. No, no, no. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. You'll be fine. Okay. This is the almighty and wonderful Captain Lou of the Captain Lou Extravaganza Tuesdays, 8 to 10 Eastern on 12-ounce sports. Lou, what's up, man? Not much, just living the dream, you know, living through this uh, college carousel of coaches and uh, just uh, enjoying the remnants of a uh, beatdown that Michigan gave Ohio State on Saturday. <laughs> Let's get right into it then because we have to start with the best of the weekend for you. It was obviously Michigan Wolverines bulldozing their way through Ohio State, and you said it absolutely incredibly well on Facebook to Jeff Beck. You said, tell me what you said, because I, I don't have the words right in front of me, but you made a great line there. Well, I was driving up north with my dad, and so I didn't get to watch it live. We listened to it, and I asked him, I said, hey, what was the score of the game? I was driving all day, and oh, by the way, oh, wait, so was Michigan's offense on <laughs> Ohio State. You know, it's as a Michigan fan, you know, it, I've taken so much abuse over the years from Ohio State fans and Michigan State fans, and justifiably so. You know, Jim Harbaugh takes a lot of grief, and, you know, he's – he, and some of it's justified. You know, they haven't won the big game. Well, they came to play Saturday, and uh, they punked them where it counts on the line of scrimmage. When yep. your team doesn't have a third down the whole second half, and uh, it, that that says the story right there. They scored 28 points in the second half on four possessions, and they warmed down. And take nothing away from Ohio State; they're a great team. Where they saw we saw what they did to Michigan State the week before. It just was uh, it's Michigan's year. Hopefully, they can uh, keep it going and beat Iowa Saturday night. Get to the uh, if they win, I think there's no doubt they're in the Final Four. And uh, you know who knows from there with that defense the way it's playing. You know, they can they can give anybody a run. I think Iowa is a scary team because they have gotten better in the last couple of weeks of the season, albeit against not great opponents. But Iowa mm -hmm. could be something to contend with. But I think you guys would pretty much run through them, pun intended, there. But in the college football playoff, as a Michigan fan, I feel like Georgia would be a team that just that game might be end up finishing like ten to three, like Georgia Clemson did. But I just don't, I feel like both defenses would just have a historic day in a college football playoff game. Which team would you want to face? If let's say it's Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Alabama, who? Which team would you want to face? Which team are you scared of? Oh my God! I, if the chips fell where they and there was that all that only that possibility, I would love Michigan to play Notre Dame. You know, really? they backed out of playing Michigan in the regular season, and mm. especially now with the turmoil that's going on with. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Kelly carpetbagging out of Notre Dame, you know, a la the Baltimore Colts, you know, 30-some well, years ago. Leave me alone. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, they uh, – I would love to see that. Um, I would wait – I would love to wait and see them if they were able to play Georgia in the finals because I think, obviously, Georgia's head and shoulders above everybody else. But, you know – Let's see what they do against Alabama on Saturday. And right. uh, you know, I'm not counting Alabama out. Alabama's their Achilles heel. They're to Georgia. Alabama is to Georgia what Ohio State is to Michigan, Mike. And it seems like Kirby Smart, he just he can't get that albatross off his back. And hopefully for you guys, he can this week. I think he ultimately can. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football. Can't wait. I love how you said albatross. Like, forget the monkey. He's got an entire albatross on his back. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And I've I've said to people, you know, Georgia, as far as that's concerned, ugh, I'm just 
you're right, let's see what Georgia can do. But if Georgia does beat them down, then they are officially should be the favorites. But Michigan's right there to me. I'm I'm a fan of Michigan. Took well, me a while. I think you know they've got you know their game plan is their their quarterback play is, is good. It's a, it's above average. Uh, McNamara is playing well. Obviously, their two headed monster, their running attack is uh, one of the best in the country. And again, their defense is playing phenomenal. Their defensive line play with Hutchinson, who is arguably a top one or top two pick in the draft next year. I mean, it's it's as a Michigan fan, it's exciting, but I'm I'm not looking past Iowa. Get past Iowa Saturday night, then we'll talk. Iowa's always given Michigan fits. Now, fortunately for I for Michigan fans, it's in a neutral site. They don't have to go in the pink locker rooms in Iowa. So, you know, it, it should it, that's going to be a fun atmosphere down there Saturday night as well. But again, you know, some great games this weekend leading into the playoffs. I'm really looking forward to it. Speaking of the playoffs or lack thereof, I, I know it's hard being a Michigan sports fan right now. I mean, you talk about one football team, you guys are just fantastic, and then you got those pesky lions, the kittens. I mean, I don't know what you call them, the house rats. I don't know what they are. They're, they're going to be the first team in NFL history to go 0-16 in a 17-game season. It's wild. But what? Is, first, tell me about the Thanksgiving Day game and tell me what, are they going to get a win this year. Well, I got to tell you, they, if they play like they did against the Bears, they will not win a game. I, oh. You know, you know, you look at their schedule and look what they've done this year, Mike. Realistically, they should have won four or five games. And if they won those five games that they lost in the last second, they'd be in a playoff spot because look at Washington right now. Um, but realistically, you figure they win two or, should have won two or three of those games. I mean, Cleveland, they're banged up. Pittsburgh is nothing right now, in my opinion. They're, they're a shell of what they used to be. You know, Baltimore with that 66-yard field goal. That was nasty. That, that was, that's rough. But I, Detroit's a mess right now. I mean, you've got – you don't know who to trust to call the plays. Anthony Lynn was not the answer, but Dan Campbell to me isn't either. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it, – you know, we they are devoid of talent. I mean, DeAndre Swift is decent, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, Hawkinson, you know, he's a great – he's a great player, but, you know, his talents aren't being utilized. Goff isn't – you know, it's not the answer, unfortunately. Um, you know, but I hark. You know, I would honestly, I would like to see what Matt Stafford would be doing with this team right now. Matt Stafford's not lighting it up in L.A. right now, and yep. uh, you know, I don't want to get on that subject, but I just think that uh, I don't know. It, it I've I've lived through some bad teams, Mike, in the '70s, in the early early '80s, uh, pre Billy Sims and pre Barry Sanders. And, you know, this this is the worst because they're just – it's a total – they're going to have a total blow-up job. We got nothing right now. I mean, we're at best a one-win team this year. Maybe a win. I don't know where, but who knows. It, it, it's not looking good. You might have steal one from the Vikings just because it's a division uh, game, right? I doubt it because they lost last week to San Francisco. They need to win this Sunday for their playoff lives. And, you know – I, I'm not putting any money on it. I, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to put any money on it. Actually, I'm not going to watch it. I've got something going on Sunday, so I won't <laughs> watch it. But, you know, I'll keep tabs on it. Let's say that. You know, I was just about to commend you because you you, you, and Bear, you and Browns fans always amaze me. I always tell Lions and Browns fans I love you guys. I thank you for being you because you just take punches to the mouth every year. And it just you, you're still you're still there. Like Falcons you know, fans would never do that. Colts fans I don't feel like would do that. You guys do that. So congratulations on that. Well, when, when you're not when you've had one playoff win in my lifetime in 56 <laughs> years, well, 60 some years, 64 years, you know. I mean, you get you. Unfortunately, um, it's the normal. So yeah, we don't yeah. know any better. <laughs> Captain Lou, the Captain Lou Extravaganza Tuesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. That's tonight. Um, yes, it is. Um, so one last topic here before I preview your show for tonight. The Troy Tigers, we're going to talk about them, and now they just landed Javier Baez. Hey, good morning yeah. to you, Lou. So um, I saw you kind of chirp in the chat, though, before the show. What's your thought on this? Um, 
you know, obviously in a perfect world, I would have loved to have gotten, gotten Korea, but the way mm -hmm. the, the Rangers overpaid for Corey Seager, Korea's price tag just went probably upwards of 400 million. And that's way too much. I, I love Korea. He's young, but you know, Detroit wasn't going to pay that kind of money. They got Rodriguez from Atlanta and Baez. He's good. He's got some baggage. You know, I'm not a big fan of his, you know, but that's, that's how sports is now. I mean, yeah. as long as you're good, you can get away with being a knucklehead. And, <laughs> you know, if he can if he can produce, then I can overlook some of that. It'll be hard, but I think his price tag is okay, 20 million or whatever, 23 million a year, 24 million a year. Um, you know, it's an upgrade. Detroit needed it. Detroit's they're coming. The pitching, they've got some great young pitching. Um, they, they need a couple more bats. They've got uh, Torkelson coming up. Um, but Detroit's about a year or two away from really contending. I honestly believe that. They showed signs. And with A.J. Hinch, you know, he's a good baseball mind, probably the best baseball mind we've had since Sparky Anderson. Um, Jim Leland I was not a fan of. He cost us two World Series. So, oh. you know, I, I was never a fan of him. But A.J. Hinch to me is, uh, you know, I, I've got some faith in him. You know, maybe Korea's twin brother from North Korea, Carlos Correa, can come to you guys as well. That'd be nice. But like you say, he's overpriced right now. I had to make fun of you there, Lou. That's all right. Okay, so um, tonight I'm a Captain Lou extravaganza. It's very extravagant, as we all know. And, Lou, I heard you got a big lineup tonight, a nice little show tonight. Yeah, we do. We're going to start off. The first half hour is going to be just kind of a potpourri with talking about, uh, you know, I'll go off about Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly and all the carousel and the hypocrisy that is uh, loyalty in college coaching. And then uh, we'll touch on the playoff. And then 8.30, I start this week with my uh, ACHA mix. I've got coaches. I've got Chris Lowe's, who's uh, head coach of Liberty in the ACHA women's D1. They're a powerhouse. Um defending champs. They're undefeated. Then at nine, I've got uh, Paul Shavari coming in. He's a great baseball mine out of Chicago. We're going to talk about the signings and we're going to talk about the impending lockout, which is looking like it's going to be tomorrow. Um, oh. You know, unless some, a miracle happens, but we're going to dive into baseball, the hot stove league. And, you know, he wanted me to make a case for uh, Dusty Baker for the hall of fame. So we'll talk about that. And then, an old buddy of mine who's, I call him my West Coast insider. He's a big San Francisco guy. Uh, Boz Echevarri is going to join us. I've done hockey play-by-play -play with him out in ACHA Nationals. We're going to talk San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to get his take on the Pac-12 with uh, the new hire, at obviously, with Lincoln Riley at USC. And then Washington picking up uh, Fresno State's head coach. The name escapes me at the moment. Great show tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. Eight to ten o'clock. If you if you got nothing going on tonight, take a listen and take a watch on Twelve Ounce Sports and uh, Zingo TV channel seven sixty one. And that was smart. And even if I do have something going on tonight, I'll try to find a way to tune in, Lou. There Lou, you go. give me signature send off, please. Well, well, everybody, just remember this: keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving. And as always, most importantly, keep your minds open. Thank you, Lou. It's been real. And I love you, man. Keep on going. Always a pleasure, Mike. Keep up the great work. You're doing great work, man. Keep it up. Thanks, bro. All righty. When we come back, Aaron's going to come back with me. And we're going to talk about Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley. We'll also play a new game that Aaron made up. It's called Realistic Dark Horse crazy hmm interesting so we're right back to the am drive on 12 ounce sports sports do you like free money you're gonna be watching the game anyway so join us at pickemwars.com to play weekly nfl and ncaa contests are live right now play free at pickemwars.com this is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. 
To pop your info, tap your popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you run a podcast or a small business, it can be hard spreading the word. You got friends that want to check it out, but Aaron, will they? I hope so. Same too. It's time to grow with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views and no more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy to use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need a Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple and keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE in all caps for 20% off. Let's get in to our top five teams. And the first one we'll do is actually the NFL because we'll save the best for last. So, Aaron. Top five NFL teams this week, week 12. All right. So I started off with a team that didn't play. Obviously, my number one team is still the Cardinals. Doesn't seem like anything really phases them. Injuries, tough matchups. It is what it is. Uh, Packers with a win that a lot of people didn't see coming, especially after Aaron Rodgers basically said, we want to basically get to the bye week. So I thought they'd punt this week. I really did. Uh, so cards one, Packers two. Tampa Bay, number three for me, if they can play a complete football game, they're hard to beat. So, I mean, we've, they've shown that they can play with a lead. They've shown they can come back. So number three is the Bucks here for me. Number four, the New England Patriots. I'm finally jumping aboard the last train of the bandwagon here, the caboose. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm late to the party, but I, I got a rail. Um they're a complete team, special teams, offense, defense. When they can run the football appropriately and properly and well, nobody in the AFC East really can contend with them week in and week out. And not to be disrespectful because they are the number one seed based on record, the Ravens number five team. And uh, that rounds out my five cards, Packers, Bucks, Pats, and Ravens. 
Wow. Um, we're actually very similar, and I was almost all five of ours were almost the same until you said number five. Number one, I've actually got the Packers. I thought this was a huge win over the Rams, but the Rams really wanted to win this game, and they just could not do it. Packers defense is opportunistic, and they've had a lot of young guys filling into spots that nobody thought they could. The defensive backs. Number two are those Cardinals. It might be recency bias because they didn't play, but I bit I took the bait and I dropped them down number two. They're still probably one B if I'm being fair. Number three are those pesky Buccaneers who I found out stood on our logo pre-game. You bastards. Number four, I've got the Patriots, and I'm actually surprised you have the Patriots as high as I do. I'm shocked. I'm I'm happy. I'm faithful in their abilities. Like you said, the run game is obviously the key, but I don't think Bill Belichick has a problem with that. He Every last running back that man's ever had, either receiving or running, has done well for them, it seems like. Um... I believe Mac Jones is such a polished rookie. And Patriots fans on my Twitter, it doesn't mean he's more talented than, than Zach Wilson and the other guys. It means he's more productive. Talent and production are different. Number five, I've got the Cowboys. I They did lose. But they were down their two best receivers, and I think full strength, they're better than the Ravens, who I actually have at number six. But, God, that was tough to do at five. Yeah, and you uh, you said something there. Talent doesn't. I, I, I always say talent doesn't keep you in the league. Production does. Fair. Which is Tom Brady's case in point. And I actually had to watch the last two of the episodes two and three of that man in the arena. I'll probably talk about those tomorrow if we're being fair. Now you bring up Tom Brady. Um, that bastard always gets in my conversations. Um, top five of the college football playoff. And by the way, the top four are in. Well, top four are in. And that's if we had no conference championships. So as it stands right now, give me your top five. Remember the four, first four matter. All right. So as they've been for what seems like months now, UGA still sits at the top spot. The AP agrees with me. They are uh, unanimous in that, in that uh, aspect there. So number one, UGA, Georgia. Number two for me is still Cincinnati. They haven't moved. I still believe they are a solid, sound football team. Number three, Michigan. They're up there. They're not number two in my book, but they are right behind it. And number four is Bama. So oh. I guess that would be my playoff. And number five is Notre Dame. But after you give your top five, I'd like to talk about that. I'm glad you said it because our five teams are the same. There's a small, and I mean a very tiny, but probably major shakeup in the South. Number one, I've got the Georgia freaking Bulldogs case in point. Number two, I've got, and this is hard to do, but Cincinnati's number two. I was going to give it to Michigan, but if I'm valuing what I've said all year about about the record matters and that college football is week to week, and you did tell me the other, I believe it was yesterday, that Michigan might be riding off recency bias because they were took so long to beat Ohio State. Now they finally did. So I did keep Michigan at three, but they were very close to number three. Number four, this team finished stronger than Alabama. I don't care who the opponents were. Alabama's opponents are six lost teams. I don't buy that. I don't care what, who you're playing. Notre Dame killed their opponents. Alabama did not, so they're Alabama's number five. But, of course, it's pending conference championships. You want to talk about it? So, actually, the, the thing I want to talk about, and obviously we're going to get into the coaching carousel a little bit later in this segment, but the question I have, and we'll find out tonight, does Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, because he's not going to coach these, in any of these games, whatever, they, whatever game they decide they're going to put him in, do you think the committee will penalize Notre Dame for that? That's so wild, but, I mean, you have to say – you have to. I mean, I, now, if the report is true that he took 11 minutes for his team and said, and said I'm out, I hope he burn, I hope he literally – I hope LSU falls off the face of the earth, I really – for his sake. Man's making $14 million, and basically said, screw it out. Maybe he's thinking they're not even going to get in. Maybe that's what well, he's thinking. Well, to be fair, he took 11 more minutes than Lincoln Riley did, so – 
Oh yeah, that's fair. That's a fair. <laughs> um, I I just I'm curious how that factors in. If they were already a fringe playoff team, you know, because if we believe if Oklahoma State and Alabama go down, Notre Dame's not playing this week. So if Alabama and Oklahoma State go down, now you're looking at a Notre Dame one loss team with no coach, or a two loss Ohio State team whose two losses are two top ten teams. And what more would the committee love than to put Ohio State back in it? So maybe Todd McShay was on. For making me maybe, think about that. Maybe Todd McShay was on to something, however wrong he may be. What did Todd McShay say? He said that Ohio State should not be eliminated from playoff contention just because of the loss to Michigan. Oh, he's an idiot then. He's a complete idiot. You have they got they didn't just lose they got they got punked. They had no physicality. And now you throw in the loss to Oregon. Now I personally would like to see them because I feel like if they played again, they might still lose, but it might be more about prepared to take the punishment. I just feel like Michigan and Georgia, even to an extent, I feel like that Cincinnati is up there as well. Like they're physical, they're a physical team. Like they like to play nasty in the, on defense. So you talking about Oregon, Cincinnati? Oh, Cincinnati. Okay, I was. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the. I thought you were talking about the Ohio State Oregon matchup. I think if they played that today, I think Ohio State would dust them. Uh, CJ made a lot of turnovers. Had a, had a, had a poor game, and it was early in his career. He's a, he's a freshman. Uh, if they played that game now, I, I wouldn't trust Oregon. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So I thought you were talking about Oregon. My apologies. No, um, no. But yeah, I, I. So here's those are our top fives. What do we believe the top four will be t- tonight from the? Committee? I'm glad you said that. Number one's going to be Georgia. I mean, obviously, God. Whoa, hot take. What? Okay, number two. I think they're going to go. It's so tough because I know what they're thinking. I think they're going to go with Alabama. Me too. <laughs> I don't think they should. I think I think if anything, they should put Michigan because they're not putting Cincinnati at two. Let's be fair. But they will put one of those two. And I believe that if we're debating those two like we did yesterday, I put Michigan, but they're going to put it Alabama. Number three will be Michigan, obviously, for the huge win. Number four will be Cincinnati. But I believe Notre Dame will be five. It's just quite unfortunate that a team like Cincinnati is the only one in these rankings that it doesn't matter what they do. They have to win and still can't move up. Yeah, Alabama can just screw around some crappy teams, even lose and still be above them. Like you said, they have to win. It's unreal. It's unfair. Yeah, but, so we're all on the same page there, what they're, we think they're going to do? Um, I think it's. I think they're going to make it Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and actually, you know what? No, I think they're going to give Michigan their glory here because Al- I, I it doesn't matter it. where they. It doesn't matter where they put Alabama because they have a game to play. That's they have a, fair a very point. large game to play. That's a fair point. We just talked about Brian Kelly. We'll get to him first here. Okay. Um, he so I'll give him the eleven minutes of fame here. Not really. Um, he did talk to his team. I'm out, but he probably said some some nice words. You guys did great this year. I love you. Not really. Bye. Pretty much in hindsight, was probably how the conversation went. Um, Brian Kelly to LSU. I actually personally think I love this hire. I don't love Brian Kelly right now, but of course it's got to marinate on my on my skin right now, which is very white. I just believe. Brian Kelly has done so good with Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been always there for for whether you want to say it's no reason or not. They've been there. I think LSU gets a good coach. I think he's better than Ed Orgeron. I'll put it that way. I don't know if he'll ever have that magical season, but if I had to pick between him and Ed Orgeron, I don't care where the crap. I don't care if Ed Orgeron was born out out of a tiger's ass. He's not Brian Kelly. <laughs> Brian Kelly is the better coach. So they upgraded, but. Brian Kelly dominated a bunch of independent opponents. So I don't know what's going to happen in the SEC, but I'm proud LSU got their guy. Yeah, so I'm really surprised. Not surprised, but I know that um, the athletic director for LSU basically came out and said, we need to get a big name because after Coach O left, I mean, the last three coaches for LSU have all won a national championship. Saban, Meyer, and that's true. Holy cow. Saban, My- uh, Les Miles. Miles, and, not Miles. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, no pressure, Brian Kelly, but <laughs> I mean, I guess they got the big name. They weren't going to get Jimbo Fisher. They clearly didn't get Lincoln Riley. 
So, I mean, the question really is, is how does Brian Kelly fit in in the SEC? Because now we're talking about another big time coach when this thing becomes the, the ultimate conference with Ohio, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma and, and Texas. Like there is no there's no years off. You don't get a year off, especially I just asked that coach. I mean, two years ago, he won a national title and he's gone. So, <laughs> Good. And so, I have a question for you. Oklahoma's going to be in the SEC West. Can you imagine if they, if they go to the West? So I would imagine they're OU and Texas being in the West, but that means teams have to move to the East. So I'm wondering if Alabama might move to the East. Or if they you just the, break. You know, the com- you know the committee would love that and Georgia would hate it. Well, or, or they just bust down the divisions and just make it, you know, a big, you know, just a big conference. I don't know if they can do that. Just looking at the, um, you know, at the divisions, I guess you could say, like, I just, I don't know who would move over because if you did it that way. Vanderbilt? Uh, well, Vanderbilt's already in the East. So you're looking okay. at Bama, if, if Texas and... OU both go to the West. You have Bama, Ole Miss, Texas, OU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, A&M, Auburn, and LSU. I, I, I can could see, see Ole Miss. Well, see, they're a little bit more West. I could see a spot where Bama and Auburn go to the East. <laughs> but then that makes the West so uncompetitive. Maybe yes, maybe no with Oklahoma and Texas, if Texas can become competitive. I, don't That's know. Most, I just thought it was a nice little food for thought there. But, uh, yeah, a couple guys I have here, uh, this game that you teased on the other side of the break here, if you want to go ahead and line that up. Realistic, dark horse, and absolutely crazy. Go ahead. All right, so to replace Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, my realistic choice is Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator and recruiting specialist that Brian Kelly did hire last year. It almost seems like a slam dunk. Everybody in South Bend loves him. You know, you wouldn't have to go out and pay anybody a huge amount of money. I mean, not that Marcus Freeman doesn't deserve a raise, but he's not going to be making anything crazy like uh, Brian Kelly probably just went and got. Uh, second one, my dark horse is Dave Clawson, the Wake Forest head coach. I think this would be a really uh, good pay jump for him and a really good uh, job, a uh, vertical leap for him. He's done great things at Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest, when I was growing up, when I was your age, was a dumpster fire. I'm and sure. Dave Clawson has come in there. and They have a chance to win the ACC. That. That's probably the best uh, negotiating piece he can have here if he can win that one on Saturday. And my crazy for Notre Dame, and it's all over the internet, but I was thinking about it uh, last night. I think bef- I would like to think before a lot of people got wind of it, but you did. Urban Meyer. You it's bastard. Got, I mean, his, his dream job literally just fell into his lap. He, who he loves, right? Yeah. College he girls, lo- because he stays, he gets older and they just are all young. You tried. It's I, you have to watch the movie Dazed and Confused. I'm good. It's they really say high school, but I'm gonna liken it to Urban Myers. And the great thing about college chicks is I get older and they stay the same age. <laughs> Joe Paterno's in the shambles, but that's a bad joke. Go ahead. Joe Paterno is rotten in his grave at this point. Uh, <laughs> so that's my realistic dark horse crazy for Brian Kelly to LSU, Lincoln Riley to USC. Apparently, is just getting. The King's Ransom Treatment, I don't know if you've read this, it's $110 million, free use of the private jet 24-7. They bought his homes in in Oklahoma for five hundred k over asking price. They are all in on Lincoln Riley. So who replaced him? Have you read what the the, um, AD said? Uh, Potentially. I've read a lot on this, but go ahead. It was never our goal to change the landscape of college football with one of the biggest moves in the history of the game, but we did exactly that, you pompous bastard. Lincoln Riley better win in LA. Otherwise, oh, things can go wrong. Um, all right. So, realistic dark horse and crazy for Lincoln Riley here. I will go. My realistic is Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator. He's, he's, um, he's good. He has ties. Obviously, Clemson's defense has been good for as long as last, what, five years, half a decade. Yes. So Venables has Oklahoma ties. I think he might end up probably getting this gig. My dark horse is actually the current defensive coordinator at Oklahoma, Alex Grinch, um, has turned that what we used to think was a joke uh, of Oklahoma defense and actually, you know, actually has turned them into a little bit of a stalwart here in the Big 12, which is hard to do because Big 12 likes to air it out. And my crazy for Oklahoma, are you sitting down? Standing up. 
Lane Kiffin. My crazy would be Lane Kiffin because that guy has, ever since uh, basically getting fired from USC, has turned around or strengthened every place he's gone to right now. He's turning into a much more mature and stable college coach, and it wouldn't shock (laughs) me. He could stay in the SEC in a couple years and with a better recruiting and, and in my opinion, a better brand name in Oklahoma. It's crazy, but it wouldn't be that crazy to see Lane Kiff in the next coach at OU. I love that. That was a great game, by the way. I knew it wasn't intended to be a game, but I made it into one anyway. So, hey. Good work. Hey, when we come back, Aaron, I know you you didn't want to talk about David Worker. We got to talk some more hockey as, as well. And plus, the match happened. Well, I mean, it, wow, that's impressive. But hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about the AM Drive on Swan Sports. We'll include next. Sports, do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. The holidays are just around the corner and Vice Golf has you covered that 2021 perfect gift. I forgot to put my hat backwards. For the first time ever, Vice Golf is offering discounted bundles. Get your swing back this holiday season with name brand golf balls for half the price. That's almost stealing. Love that guy when he says that. MightyAaronDrive.com. Click the Vice Golf logo. Click the V. Gross. All right. Yeah, that's bad. Let's not do it. Okay, the F is way better. The match happened, but Aaron, if the match happens and no one was there to see it, did it really matter that Brooks Kepka won here? So, 
Yeah, I, I watched it, but wow, I know, I didn't know what's happening. A lot of people were, you know, it's on a Friday, Black Friday, people coming off of, you know, Thanksgiving. It's just a tough time. Um, a lot of people that I know that pay attention to golf or like golf or watch golf just forgot it happened. So yep. um, you could catch the replay, fortunately. So hopefully a lot of people did. And the simple fact that Brooks Kepka just destroyed Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, beat, it was a 12, it was scheduled for 12 holes. And he beat him on the ninth hole. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Not only was it not a full match of 18 holes, he beat him on the ninth hole. So it wasn't even like we had a full match. Uh, it was at a short course here in Vegas, obviously at the Wind Country Club or Wind Golf Club. Um, it just, it's still a draw because I like watching golf. But if you want to draw in the casual fan, I prefer we two things. One, we bring women golfers into the sport. It's hard. And, and okay, and two, <laughs> we bring we bring back the celebrity pairings. I think more people enjoyed the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I think we should bring in Tony Romo and Steph Curry. I think Give we should bring in Peyton Larry. And Eli. I don't know if Eli plays golf. I'm sure he does, but Peyton and Eli would be good. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's another good one. Put Charles oh. Barkley out there for all the crap he talks on the broadcast. You know, um, I think making it more of a, a, a joyous event surrounded by like it almost felt like even when during COVID when Rory, JT, and DJ played and they played Seminole in their shorts, I want it to feel more like I'm having a round of golf with the buddies, drinking some drinks, smoking some cigars. More than this tightly. I know there's a there's a rivalry there, but that kind of fizzled out after the Ryder Cup. So yeah, the worst thing for the match was that Bryson and Brooks made up. So maybe that killed some of the vibe for the you know the viewers. But um, yeah, I, I still enjoy it, but we need to kind of maybe jazz it up a little bit. I completely agree because, and I know we don't have much time left here, but I actually like talking about this. I actually have enjoyed the match. I think there's a reason why it was not marked. I mean, it was marketed. I did. I can't think. I can't lie and say I didn't know it was happening because I did. I just didn't know it was happening that day. Snuck up like, on me too. I'd only seen like two commercials for it, like for the last month or so. With with Peyton and, um and even Brady or even Brady and um Rogers, it was like the match, the match. Like every commercial was the match. I didn't even see this during NFL games because I guess they just didn't market it towards that. And like you said. I wouldn't mind having those Japanese women golfers come in and just eat up Tom Brady or just maybe Brooks versus a, a woman golfer would be kind of cool. It'd be better than nothing. Well, I mean, let's this. let's not let's not no disrespect. Let's not pretend like that would be competitive unless you got them to play from different tee boxes. I feel like golf would be different in terms of I know it's a different argument for another day, but I feel like golf women golfers can be almost as good as men, right? Or am I wrong about that? If you're playing the same tee box, no, they'll get destroyed. But really? uh, if you can put them on different tee boxes and move them up a little bit, absolutely. I think the golfers bring the spectacle and the style, and celebrities bring the charade and the viewers. And I think it's a good match made that they can somehow find a way. Like I said, the best ones I've watched, the Peyton and Brady one, if that wasn't in the rain, that would have been phenomenal. It was still good. Peyton, Brady, That's Tiger, good. and Phil. And then the one that they played in Montana, while it was a little boring, I, I still liked the Aaron Rodgers-Brady dynamic with Lefty and um, Bryson DeChambeau. Right. It, there, there's some kinks to work out. Obviously, you're not going to see it on NFL because it was broadcast on TNT. They don't have, you know, obviously they're not going to advertise there. Oh, but CBS again. Yeah, CBS could have done a little bit more. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. The first one they ever had was Tiger and Phil. It was on pay-per-view. And people paid for it. So something has happened between then and now. Wow. I love the celebrity thing, though. But, Aaron, I know you didn't feel good today, but you fought through it. I need you to fight through and take us home, bro. Yeah, I wanted to just touch on this. Just give me 15 seconds here with the Canadiens firing Mark Bergevin, how how the mighty have fallen. They were in the Stanley Cup final last year, but nobody believed they should have been. So, you know, with no extension in place, they decided to go ahead and release Bergevin from his duties. The problem with the GM position for the Canadiens is, is you can't just give it to anybody. This person has to be able to speak French and English to communicate with the fans because it's a French-Canadian city, mostly in Montreal. So it's a very unorthodox hire. I just wanted to bring that up because it's not as easy as just bringing in the next hot name if they can't speak French. So 
Uh, I just wanted to bring that up with the last part there. It's just because we teased it and talked about it. So for that, I will say all this. Follow us on the socials at AM Drive TV. They're right up there above Mike. Also, that website, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. We appreciate you guys supporting us. I appreciate you guys powering through here with me. I'm not feeling the greatest, but I will try my best to be back Wednesday. It's December, 25 days till Christmas with Mike and Aaron here. You can uh, hang out with us. we got bowl season. We've got playoff implicated in football, and we've got some basketball and hockey that are getting into the full swing. It's the AM Drive. We'll see you guys Wednesday in December. We'll see you next month. Ha-ha, dad joke. We're out. Drive safe.